What's going on guys? Welcome back to the committee, your home of college football. Today we got a pretty cool episode coming at you. Uh, so I'm going to be talking with you guys while live drawing the rankings. So you guys are going to get to hear uh, me speak about the teams ranked in the top 10 as we go. Uh, we've we've been through four weeks of college football so far, and it has been insanely hectic. Uh, coming up into week five, we have some massive matchups this weekend that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to be reacting to last weekend's games. I'm going to be telling you guys about the teams receiving votes, so just outside the top ten, we'll still be speaking about them a little bit. And we'll dive into all the action of the teams who we're drawing. So, to get it started... We have got number 10, Cincinnati. The Bearcats, after an undefeated regular season last year, have pretty high expectations coming into this year so far. 3-0 and right now. Best win currently only over Miami of Ohio at 49-14 there. Um, the Bearcats haven't been able to prove much so far, but they're averaging 43 points a game, only giving up 15. Um, and they will be taking on Notre Dame this week. In South Bend, so that will be a massive test for Cincinnati. That game's going to be at 1:30. Uh, I think it might be on Peacock um, because Notre Dame are a bunch of morons and they want to be all special and cool. Okay, should be on Peacock and NBC. So hopefully we'll actually be able to watch it. Uh, a few weeks ago, Notre Dame was in a tight one with Toledo, and that was on Peacock, so no one could watch the game. So that was fantastic stuff by them. Um, really annoying. But the Bearcats have what what Ritter's been playing. Ritter has been, you know, not as star and stellar as expected against Indiana. He's he started off pretty slow, as did the rest of the team. Uh, the Bearcats picked up the win against Indiana, but it wasn't uh, what maybe they would expect based on Indiana's other performances this season. Um, of course, Indiana is not to be forgotten. They had a very good season last year, and they're, you know, certainly they're still capable of making noise. We'll see. They're playing Penn State this week. Um, while we draw Cincinnati's logo. We may as well get into the number nine team because it is quite relevant to Cincinnati season. Uh, the number nine team in the country is Notre Dame, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They've had ups and downs this season. They've had games where they've looked good, coming against Wisconsin just now, and they've had games where they have looked atrocious. Um, they barely beat Toledo. They barely beat Florida State, who, as it turns out, is terrible. Um, and they are yet still in the national spotlight. I've got to give them credit. They pulled away from Wisconsin late. Um, now, of course, Wisconsin offense themselves isn't very good. Uh, Graham Mertz apparently cannot move the ball to save his life. Uh, so, sort of similar to the Bears, it may seem Wisconsin has an offense like that, but Notre Dame and you know they impressed in the fourth quarter, absolutely running away with that game against Wisconsin, a good Wisconsin team who is not great. They're good. They're okay. Uh, they got Michigan coming up this week. Um, that'll be another test for both teams of there. We'll see. Uh, Wisconsin, if they were to drop this game, would drop to 
two and three, and would certainly be in a bit of a pickle uh, for the rest of their season. And at that point, really all they could hope for is Gator Bowl at best or something, you know, that sort of tier. Uh, but the Michigan Wolverines, on the other hand, uh, as we'll talk about uh, receiving votes, are currently off to a hot start, 4 0. Uh, just beat Rutgers, squeaked that one out. That was not an impressive win by Michigan, um, but they were able to do it. And still, nonetheless, Michigan has at least somewhat impressed everyone so far this season. Uh, I did not know if Michigan would start this well, and it's nice to see that. So we can see if they can keep it up against Wisconsin. Uh, another Michigan team receiving votes is Michigan State, who is as well 4-0, just coming off an overtime victory against Nebraska, and Michigan State has an easy one here next week against Western Kentucky. So both teams in the state of Michigan are uh, receiving votes in my top 10. They're not quite there. Um, they are showing promise and in a season where Ohio State doesn't look that strong it could be very interesting uh, some funny little stat been going around that Michigan is now favored by ESPN's FPI against Ohio State when they play um, which will, which is the end of November last week of November um, should Michigan be favored against Ohio State? Probably not uh, although Ohio State has looked bad we're going to have to wait and see, and we, we'll need to cool it. As we know, Michigan tends to become overrated, uh, similarly to Texas, and they still have gonna, they're going to have to prove that. Uh, Texas, though, speaking of, looked fantastic last week on the offensive side of the ball at least, putting up 70 points against in-state foe Texas Tech. Um it seems Casey Thompson is the guy. He's looked much better than Hudson Card. Um, Texas has, I guess, if they found their, if they found their quarterback and they realized that Card wasn't their guy, and that's you know contributed to Arkansas, the Arkansas loss. And of course, Arkansas has just defeated A and M, and now has. Still has to play Georgia, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn. Um, so if you know if Arkansas can keep boosting their resume, it'll make Texas look good. Uh, but gen- Texas genuinely impressed last week with that uh, seventy bomb put up on Texas Tech, uh, and you kind of kind of makes you wonder about uh, how Texas Tech is feeling. Of course, they are a bit. How do you say? A bit lost. Um, the program is sort of in shambles there in Lubbock. Uh, you know they've are they've already suffered enough. They've already had their coach, their basketball coach, taken from them at the hand of Texas uh, already recently. And Texas basketball is probably gonna shoot up while Texas Tech basketball is gonna take a step down. So. You know, not the not the greatest feeling for the Red Raiders there. Although, I can't say the Raiders seem to be able to hire the right guy. 
Um, they are a bit lost, and on the flip side, who isn't a bit lost right now, who has just put up a big upset, um, who does not need to fire Matt Wells, is the Baylor Bears. Uh, so Baylor has just knocked off, at the time, number 14 on Iowa State, who the committee believed, by the way, I said, I didn't think Iowa State would be, uh, you know, this down bad. You know, I would have taken them over Baylor preseason, but I did definitely, I was on board that, Ohio, that Iowa State was overrated. They, I didn't think that they were a playoff team coming into this season, um, and they really haven't shown to be. They've already picked up two losses, so Iowa State's pretty much done, uh, which, of course, doesn't help the Big 12's case because Iowa State was a an apparent preseason playoff contender. So that isn't fantastic news, uh, but at least on the bright side, Baylor's ranked now, so that helps the Big 12. Oklahoma State's undefeated still. And then, of course, we've got Texas trying to claw their way back in, who should be ranked. By the way, Clemson does not deserve to be ranked. That is bull crap. Two-loss team in week four. You are not a ranked team. Um, and then Oklahoma, who we don't you worry. We will talk plenty about Oklahoma here up in a second. Uh, I'm well aware of Oklahoma's struggles, unfortunately. That uh, could be solved here in the future. So, this Notre Dame-Cincy game at 1.30 on Saturday is very intriguing. Of course, the winner winner will be picking up top 10 win. A um, lot of momentum. And even with Notre Dame winning, uh, they would honestly... Be, uh, the, the Fighting Irish will be looking in a pretty positive light for the playoff if they can win this game. Of course, they still have a tough road ahead of them. Uh, they're still going to be playing a tough schedule, but if if they are actually uh, going to be playing at a high level as compared to what we saw against Florida State or Toledo, if Notre Dame has, in fact, flipped it around, uh, then the Irish are going to be one to watch out for. Uh doesn't mean I would say that they're a national championship contender, but surely a playoff contender with a win here. Um, and, of course, also depending on what Cincinnati can prove through the rest of the season, uh, you know, whether or not Cincinnati can win the American will uh, either help or hurt Notre Dame. And then Cincinnati's case has – it's been a bit diminished uh, with Indiana falling out so early. Um you would have, as it was coming into the season, it was said that Indiana and Notre Dame would be Cincinnati's two toughest tests and two big staples on the resume. Uh, if they were trying to impress the committee, if they sent a letter to the committee, their application uh, highlighted in bold on the very front of the page would be wins over Notre Dame and Indiana. And now, unfortunately, Indiana does not seem to be a a caliber team to flaunt a win such as that, uh, that wouldn't really impress compared to Power 5 schools' resumes. So the Bearcats have that, uh, that, you know, kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that you're trying to build it up as 
a resume booster and then it turns out to just be another win. Um, but of course, the American Conference is respected. Uh, it's respectable. Uh, you know, they didn't. They went undefeated last year going into the bowl season. Uh, it, that wasn't a playoff team. They didn't deserve to make the playoff. Um, and I, I can't say that this year they would or should, uh, given an undefeated season at 13 and 0. But what I can say is, obviously. You are only giving yourself a shot at the playoff if you are undefeated as Cincinnati and, frankly, as Notre Dame, too. Um, Of course, a one-loss Notre Dame did reach the playoff last year, but that was on a shortened season. I don't believe a a one-loss Notre Dame would reach the playoff again. Uh, Although, of course, this season has been crazy so far, so I'm not going to rule that out. But... In the sense, in in a, what you would expect, of course, barring the mayhem, this is a must win pl- must win game in ter- for both teams in terms of the playoff race. Uh, so both teams are going to be putting out fantastic efforts. It's it should be a good game. Uh, One thirty on NBC. Um, and as we are finishing up the Notre Dame logo here. I can soon reveal my number eight team in the country. Uh, remember, we have Cincinnati at number ten, Notre Dame at number nine. We've already talked about some of the teams receiving votes: uh, Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, there are a few more teams. We have mentioned Ohio State. Ohio State is also receiving votes. Um, Oklahoma receiving votes. Shocker there! I know the Sooners. Have felt them have have they found themselves falling out of my top ten um, after another just squeak by performance? It's been three squeak by performances for the Sooners this season, uh, excluding the Western Carolina game, which of course does not matter. Who cares? But this Oklahoma team seems to have no offensive identity. Uh, just no want to air the ball to take the top off the defense to make the defense work for it of course it's hard to pick up so many too many carries as a team when you only have two running backs you know really that are trusted to take first team reps uh, of course there's walk-ons but two scholarship backs and Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks and it's only so much they can do when there's Two of them, you have to be conservative because you know that if you lose one, you are going to be in quite a bit of a hole. So Lincoln has that to worry about in the back of his mind. So uh, there's no shocker there that the running game has been hurt by that. Uh, Oklahoma's defense, uh, weirdly enough, is the thing carrying them right now. Pretty similar to Clemson. It's a it's a pretty similar situation. Now, of course, Oklahoma is getting the benefit of not having to have played Georgia, uh, though Clemson has lost again. So, uh, you know, they're in a situation of their own. It is beautiful to see, though. Um, I was really upset when I found out Clemson was ranked 25th when the poll dropped. 
because that would be so cool to see an unranked Clemson team in week four. Uh, they are they have already knocked themselves out of the playoff race, and we are just four weeks into the season. So that, of course, is music to my ears. Um, the Tigers, though, they've also lost Brian Brzee for the rest of the year, so they're not really getting any help there. Um, the schedule is easy for the rest of the way for the Tigers, so a, uh, I wouldn't be surprised with an ACC title game berth and with the way that conference is um, with NC State currently being their highest ranked team and Wake Forest next and Clemson after. So they have three ranked teams. Um, Clemson doesn't deserve to be ranked, but, you know, NC State, Wake Forest, we'll give them that. We'll give them that. Uh, they're rounding off the back of the top 25. It's it's seemingly right now a wide open conference, but you are still obviously going to consider Clemson as the heavy favorite. Uh, but that division now includes three ranked teams with Clemson, NC State, and Wake Forest, uh, and uh, Wake Forest, Louisville, and NC State all are undefeated in the conference. Given you know they've only won, Wake Forest is two and zero, Louisville one and zero, NC State one and zero. And then Syracuse, uh, I wouldn't really consider to be in that race. Of course, Florida State, we know their struggles. We know their woes. And then Boston College, who takes on Clemson this week at 6 o'clock, I believe. That is an interesting one because Boston College could win that game. That would be so funny to see Clemson drop to 2-3 and three already. I really think Boston College has a chance to win that game. Not that they will win the game, but they have a decent chance. If you can find yourself a decent bet, might want to take the Eagles there. Um, they are going to be putting Florida on upset alert. Not Florida, Clemson. Sorry, rallying into the next thing. Speaking of upset alert, coming in at number eight, we've got the Florida Gators. They put a show on against the Crimson Tide a few weeks ago. And that gained the respect of many for the Gators, although I still believe Anthony Richardson should be the starting quarterback for him over Emory Jones. Dan Mullen hasn't yet decided that, hasn't made that switch, hasn't seen it. I don't know why. Uh, Based on what I've seen, Anthony Richardson is a far better quarterback, uh, and he offers a... a, The skill set he offers to the team is more valuable and more... Um, helpful to the team's success. Uh, Florida has, again, as I said, been one of the teams to gain respect from a loss, and they're still going to be taking on the rest of the East. They're still taking on the Dogs. Uh, that's going to be their top test remaining of the year. If they are prepared for that game, if they put up a fight in that game, even finishing 10-2, and two, they could be putting themselves in a good spot. Although, of course, based on what we saw against Alabama, Florida could win that thing. They could beat Georgia. Uh, Georgia is a very strong team playing Arkansas this week. But regardless of what Georgia does, how good Georgia is, because Georgia is very good, uh, Florida has shown, has proven by their game against Bama that uh, they should not be taken lightly for that game, nor should they be taken lightly in the division. Um Granted, that will need to come with a win over the dogs. 
So they, you know, they know that Florida controls their own destiny. If they can win out, beat the dogs, they can win the division, head back to the SEC title game for a second straight year where they will hopefully be playing, I don't know, the Razorbacks or something. That'd be cool. Hopefully it's not Bama, but we will have to see and wait for the SEC race, which, by the way, currently includes, let's see here, the SEC currently boasts seven ranked teams, including six in the top 15. Congratulations, SEC, on being the best. Please don't tell me that you're the best. I know you're the best. Thanks. I get it. Moving on. We're done with the SEC. No, we're not. We're done with the SEC East. We're going to the SEC West. Number seven. They have surged up in here after two big wins over the state of Texas. We have got Arkansas taking the number seven spot in this week's top ten. The Razorbacks are shocking me. I could I you know I against uh, Texas that was. That was a game you definitely could see Arkansas maybe competing in, but the way that they just demolished Texas and then they go to Jerry World and they put up a fantastic showing against A&M. Of course, A&M with Zach Calzada at the moment, I believe, is overrated. Um, and Arkansas, I'm not going to discredit their wins, so I don't want to speak badly on that on them right now, though... It's going to be so, so tough for them to keep up this success, to maintain it, given their schedule. So we've got at Georgia this week, at Ole Miss, then they're taking on Auburn. Then you still got a three-game stretch of Mississippi State, then in Baton Rouge, then taking on the number one Tide in Tuscaloosa, uh, which is... By no means an easy task, of course. Um, if you were to look up the schedule straight up here uh, and just give them, you know, they've got three road games against top five teams, at least in the committee's top five. Um, so definitely not an easy path for Arkansas. However, I'm very glad to see him here. Uh, it's a new logo to draw. It's a new team, fresh face. And it's very cool to see him uh see this winning success when they haven't for so long they've been bad recently very bad Sam Pittman has come in and done a fantastic job for the Hogs uh, they take on Georgia in the game day game actually which is still has not been flexed from an 11 o'clock kickoff so that really sucks because I don't know when Arkansas is getting back on game day and they have an 11 o'clock but they will have to make the best of it, you know, make the most of their opportunity and hopefully show out at Sanford Stadium uh, against the Dogs, which, of course, will be a very tough task. Um, if I had to give my prediction for Arkansas, I would say that they are li- more likely than not to fizzle out. Um, it's just... How how I see it, how it, how I call it, how it is. Uh, I don't think that the Arkansas can maintain the success. However, as I said, I am not 
going to say they will not maintain the success. I, you know, I think it's going to be very tough, but I'm not going to say it's impossible or that they won't do it because they have des- they have earned their way here. Uh, they are one of the only teams in the country with two ranked wins. There's not many of them, uh, and Arkansas is one of them. In fact, it may just be Arkansas. No, okay, let's well. Arkansas, Iowa, Alabama, those are who I can name right now. Um, but yeah, they have most definitely overexceeded my expectations already. Already. Uh, they could end the season today and I would I would you know, that would be a step forward for the program for sure. I am thinking maybe this logo I'm drawing here is okay. Uh, it's kind of a tough logo to draw. I can't lie. Uh, they're they're making me put in lots of details, lots of razor razors on the back and such, you know, so forth. But I am enjoying this new logo that I get to draw. It is always exciting getting to do a new one. Let's see. The teeth are making a very nice appearance. If I can do it right, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. All right. Arkansas logo has been drawn. Uh, I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy seeing a new one. Uh, I know you guys like to see a little shake-up. And I know that there is a few hogs of you, a few hogs out there. So, Wupig Sui and good luck against Georgia. Coming up next, we have a team who has, after what I thought looked impressive has sort of decided to stop trying or something it seems we have the Iowa Hawkeyes who have just squeaked by Colorado State um, after being in a tight for too long matchup against Kent State this is really surprising to me so Iowa of course week one they throttled Indiana who as it turns out uh, isn't the quality as that they were last year, but it's still a good team. It's a good squad. Good coach in Tom Allen. They got a good quarterback in Phoenix. Um, but the Hawkeyes played well there. They had picked up the two pick sixes. They, you know, pushed themselves up. And then to again go into Ames right after that and take down your rivals in a convincing fashion in Iowa State. Uh, that that garnered a lot of respect there, and since those two first games, the la- the next two games that Iowa has played in have been atrocious. Um, whether it be Petrus in the offense being able to move it, um, or the fact that they are looking ahead, or uh, you know, it's concerning for them because. Being a fresh team in the top of the rankings, you'd like to stick yourself there and cement your place, but Iowa isn't really doing that at all. Uh, they've, they've got Maryland upcoming this Friday on uh, FS1 at 7 o'clock. This is a game that Iowa has to be on upset alert for, I think, honestly, and not to discredit them. And honestly, it's as I, I've as, as I've been talking about it, every team in the country I feel like could be on upset alert at any moment. This has been a fantastically crazy season, but given that, 
Iowa's going to have to be careful. Maryland is not a bad team by any means, and Iowa has seemingly either stalled or lost their way, at least temporarily. So if the Hawkeyes cannot find that, I could definitely see a loss to Maryland on Friday. Um, and then, of course, after that, the, the next week, uh, Iowa's going to be on big noon kickoff against Penn State, which will be a highly, highly anticipated matchup uh, given if Iowa wins. If Iowa loses, it's kind of going to, you know, take that, take that away a bit, which would really suck because I want to see that. I want to see the hype for Penn State, Iowa being a top, whatever it may be, top six, top seven matchup. Um, so hopefully for them, for their sake, for their honestly for their fans' sanity's sake, uh, they can win this game here against Maryland and at least get to the big game against Penn State. Uh, because I don't think there's anything worse that a fan of Iowa could feel than thinking they're about to be on a massive national top six, seven matchup and then not even reaching that game in the top ten because they couldn't focus on their game at hand against Maryland. Um, The Hawkeyes, though, are a little shaky at the moment. They are a little unstable. Um, They've still... They've proven... They've proven enough to get to the spot they're in, but they are going to have to continue to impress to stay in that spot after a few shaky, rocky performances from the Hawkeyes. So that rounds out uh, number 6 through 10. We've got number 10, Cincinnati, 3-0. and Number 9, Notre Dame, 4-0. and Number 8, Florida, 3-1. and Number 7, Arkansas, 4-0. and Number 6, Iowa, 4-0. Um... All of the so Cincinnati has moved down. Last week they were ranked ninth. Notre Dame has moved up. Last week they were receiving votes. Florida has moved up. Last week they they were number ten. Arkansas has moved up. They were just outside. They were not in the receiving votes last week, uh, and they have jumped all the way into the number seven position. And Iowa has moved down as they were ranked number four last week. So, going into the top five, we have already mentioned Oklahoma receiving votes. They will not be here. Ohio State receiving votes. They will not be here. Texas A&M receiving votes. They will not be here. Uh, So soon in the season, seeing those three teams falling outside of the top ten is pretty wild. And, of course, also we have Clemson, uh, not ranked by me, not even close. Uh, They don't deserve to be ranked. And... To round off the teams receiving votes, uh, again, then we have spoken to Michigan and Michigan State, and there is also BYU and Fresno State. So just to reiterate, teams receiving votes outside of my top 10, just outside Oklahoma, Ohio State, BYU, Michigan, Michigan State, Fresno State, and Texas A&M. Uh, that is not in order. Uh, they are just on the outside looking in just a bit. Okay. Now it is time to rank the top Five teams in the country post week four. We already kind of know, based on what we've just seen, who's going to be looking into these top five. 
But where will the teams be placed? Coming at number five, a team I am very excited for, and I cannot wait for their game this weekend. The number five team in the country right now is the Ole Miss Rebels. The Land Sharks find themselves here after three pretty impressive wins. They have got the highest scoring offense in the entire country right now. I would be scared of Ole Miss if I was Alabama. Ole Miss put up a hell of a fight last season against Alabama, if you guys don't remember. It was actually, I believe, the Crimson Tide's closest uh, regular season game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that It was quite a good one there in Oxford. And this year, it is back in Tuscaloosa, unfortunately. I really would have liked to see this one in Oxford. But Ole Miss has a shot here. I don't want to say Ole Miss is going to win this game. Uh, it is the tide after all. But Ole Miss is going to put up one heck of a fight, I would project here. Uh, this would be, or this should be, you know, I wish this would be a night game. Of course, uh, Arkansas versus Georgia at 11 a.m. sucks as well. Uh, it's going to be 2.30 on CBS, uh, the weekly CBS primetime SEC game. Matt Corral and the Ole Miss offense, led by mastermind recruiter of Arch Manning, Lane Kiffin, is impressive. Uh, Corral has jumped himself to the top of the Heisman odds uh, in a in a race where preseason was thought to be, you know, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, uh, DJ Uyunglele. Um, and of course Bryce Young too who's still up there right now uh, Matt Corral has bursted that scene uh, we saw what he could do last year pretty well and this year he is improving upon it even more um, this Ole Miss offense is looking just absolutely lethal uh, sort of you know similar to what I would hope to see from a certain Oklahoma that I've not seen uh, but that is nor here that is not here nor there um, ESPN FPI is giving this game let's check what do they give it they're giving almost an 18.9% chance to win this game in Tuscaloosa and honestly folks I'm here to tell you that number should be higher. This is going to be a shootout. A shootout, folks. Um, Ole Miss definitely can win this game uh, based on what I've seen from the Rebels. Uh, they are not, they're, they're not the best defensive team, and that's okay. That is A-okay because they don't, want, they don't need that right now. That's not what they need. They're not looking, uh, you know, they're not playing in a big time playoff game right here. Uh, although it is a big time game, all they got to do here, all they got to do is burn the barn down, baby. Uh, if they just keep rolling them and rolling them on offense, it's going to be tough to keep up with the Rebels. It really is. They have 
uh, still a good split of uh, point differential, although they do tend to give up uh, a decent amount more point more points than uh, comparative top five, top ten teams. Uh, Bama's given up 17-5 a game. Ole Miss sitting at 22-6-7 so far. Of course, they only played three games, so it's not too big of a you know an indicator. And then, of course, you got number one in the country, Georgia, giving up 5-7-5. Uh, that Georgia defense is looking stout. Uh, we'll be talking about them a little bit more in a second here. But Matt Corral is almost at 1,000 yards already. He's thrown nine touchdowns with no interceptions. Um, they're averaging pretty good numbers on the ground with all three of their running backs. Um, well, all four, should I say, who have gotten at least 15 carries are averaging five or more yards a carry. And Corral himself is averaging nearly five as well. Uh, it's a scary, scary team, guys. There's not much more I can say on Ole Miss except it will have to be a shootout. But that is exactly what they want. And if I was a Crimson Tide fan, going into this game, going into the stadium for that 2.30 kickoff, you better be ready to make some noise because Ole Miss is coming for you. And you guys better believe that this team is not to be messed with. And, of course, next week, as we said... They're taking on Arkansas, so we're gonna get we're gonna get to know a lot about the SEC this year with these cross division matchups that we're seeing. Uh, as we uh, have Arkansas Georgia this week, obviously, and Arkansas, not Arkansas Ole Miss, um, Florida Alabama, as that showed us two weeks ago, uh, just there in the swamp. And I'm really, I can't lie to you guys, I'm really enjoying drawing this Ole Miss logo again. This is the second time I've done it. They cracked the top ten last week. Well, cracked, I say, but in fact, they made themselves all the way up to number six last week. Uh, I thought that I really, I'm really, really, really impressed by this Ole Miss team. And I'm really, really, really excited to see what they can do. Normally, they wouldn't be creaking this high, but... I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt comparative to other teams because this team is not like other teams. They can keep scoring. They can keep putting numbers up and seem nearly unstoppable when plenty of these other teams seem to be producing little to no uh, offense or explosion. <coughs> Oklahoma. Um, that uh, is making them fall in the rankings, fall below the Rebels. Rebels are sitting at 3-0. and Had a bye last week. You know what that means. Extra time to prepare for the Crimson Tide upset. Let's go, Rebels, baby. Coming in at number four in the country. We have talked about them a tiny bit today. It is the Penn State Nitt- Nittany Lions who have two pretty good wins, um, although really just seem like a solid overall team. They've beaten... Wisconsin now unranked, and Auburn, who did almost lose to Georgia State. Uh, I'm not going to act like that wasn't uh, the case there. Auburn did not impress at all. Auburn looked like dog. Penn State, however, 
is not concerned with Auburn anymore. They will be concerned next week with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, but this week, they've still got Indiana, who it's it's going to be a nice compar- little comparison, actually, because then we're going to be able to see Indiana's performance compared against Indiana to Indiana. Uh, not Indiana, to Iowa, and then compared to Penn State. So for the week leading up to the Penn State-Iowa game, we will have that to go off of to sort of make our predictions or gauge which team uh, we think is going to have the edge there. But the Nittany Lions, led by Sean Clifford, who has looked uh, better than I honestly expected he would this year, um, they have they certainly have a shot at the playoff. Uh, it's no doubt because Ohio State is looking down as we talked about. And although you've got Michigan and Michigan State uh, who seem to be, uh, if the very uh, if not the very least, much improved from last season, um, it's still Penn State on top, uh, barring Ohio State. Uh, that's they're still the top dog, um, and they can't. They have the chance to prove it because they control. Uh, you know they control their own destiny. But as the as does the Buckeyes though, as do the Buckeyes, as do the Wolverines, as do the Spartans. Uh, so it's going to be a very fun race in the Big Ten East, and this has always been a great division. It's the second best division in the entire country, um, and it's only seemingly getting better than it has been the past few years because Michigan and Michigan State have been a little inactive. But if those teams can bring it back and give us some competition, we're going to have a very, very, very fun Big Ten East race uh, compared to the Big Ten West, which seemingly Wisconsin doesn't seem they can compete in because their offense may not be able to hold them up against Michigan. However, however, Iowa's offense, of course, as well, is not the most explosive themselves. Iowa doesn't seem to be a big play team. They don't, they're not a big scoring team. They're not going to run it up on you. And that is just like their brothers in the Badgers. So that is going to be a good matchup. Uh, this, this Big Ten season is going to be very good. There is lots of competition, lots of teams and lots of potential. If Ohio State does not win the conference, I see that as a win. Um, Really, anyone else but Ohio State would be nice, at least a nice little change. Um, And maybe, just maybe, the Nittany Lions can get to the playoffs because they couldn't do it with two losses. In 2016 with Saquon Barkley. Can they do it? This year we shall see. Another team who is not looking to get in the playoffs for the first time. But is looking to get back in the playoffs. And pretty much has to keep their entire conference afloat. Is the Oregon Ducks. Oregon, as we've been mentioning a team they've beaten already. uh, Has beaten Ohio State this season. And they have also beaten. Who actually looks very decent, uh, although did come out of a tight one against UNLV. Uh, Fresno State. Fresno State is, as I said, receiving votes. Uh, they're a good squad, and the Ducks have beaten them too, as well as Ohio State. 
So that gives the Ducks, I didn't mention it when I talked about it earlier, that gives them two ranked wins. And Oregon could be challenged here this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Playing Stanford, they haven't looked fantastic uh, since beating Ohio State. Um, In fact, last week, Oregon kind of struggled to play... uh, Arizona, they kind of struggled to pull away. It was a, a close ball game for too long compared to what it should be. As uh, This is an Arizona team who has just posted on social media today that they are going to be doing walk-on tryouts. Um, it is the middle of the season, and they are a Pac-12 team, and they're doing walk-on tryouts. Or, I mean, Arizona is... Absolutely, absolutely in shambles. Uh, And the Ducks did not impress against them at all. So that is something to look out for. I didn't, you know, I I really hoped that the Ducks would look better than that. That was pretty underwhelming for them. But they still fall in at the number three position. They have beaten uh, Ohio State. They have beaten Fresno State. They are really, you know obviously, being undefeated and early in the season. They control their own destiny. They have got to make the playoff this year. They've got to save the Pac-12. The Pac-12 looks just pretty terrible. Um, And it is up to the Ducks to keep that name afloat, keep that respect afloat. If, you know, nationally, whatever respect they have, they have got to hold on to it because the Pac-12 is in it, it's in dire condition it really is um the big 12 looks pretty terrible and yet the big 12 seems to be miles better than the pac 12 at least uh it seems to me um BYU who currently as we said is receiving votes BYU has already defeated three pac 12 teams um they opened the season with three straight pac 12 wins you can't let an independent especially a local independent like BYU, uh, just beat up on three of your teams. BYU is right there. They just take down three, both Arizona teams and UCLA, a ranked UCLA, might I add, uh, and a ranked Arizona State, might I add. What they that can't happen. They can't. They can't just debunk you like that. You're <laughs> being a Power Five conference. You've got to show more than that because they are just, you know, why you know why is BYU not in your conference? If they're just going to beat up on your teams uh, and send all your teams packing, you better put the, you better add them up in the conference. Well, it's too late now. They're going to the Big 12 soon. Uh, but it's unacceptable for the conference, really, and the conference hasn't hasn't sent a team to the playoffs since Washington. And they haven't had a, even a they haven't had a shot at the Natty since that Oregon team back in 2014. Who did you know? That Oregon team had they come out playing better, I think they could have won that game. Given a good circumstance, that was a bad showing in that game for them. And we've got another team who has similarly to similarly to Oregon uh, only reached one playoff so far, but they won the semifinal game. And this uh, this team actually could have won the Natty. They may be 
in the same state as the Atlanta Falcons, who blew a 28-3 lead. They may be in the same state as the Atlanta Braves, who blew a 3-1 lead in the Conference Championship Series. It is the Georgia Bulldogs, baby, coming in at number two. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Georgia's defense looks incredible. Um, they've got Arkansas this week. First impressions for that game. I think I think Georgia is going to impress this week. I think Georgia is a much better team than Arkansas. And I think, as I said, not definitely will not decredit Arkansas's wins. I think that Georgia is just way more talented than Arkansas, and they are way much more of a complete team than Arkansas is. And that, you know, Arkansas may find themselves getting humbled here. Uh, but it's no problem going on the road to Athens and losing, you know. If they can put up a fight, of course, that would be much more preferred. But the dogs are going to be tough. They are going to be tough this year, man. Uh, and I think it's just been uh, just yesterday, Kirby Smart said that uh, Darnell Washington uh, and Tyke Smith, who have both been injured the entire season so far, are going to be coming back shortly, which is just another massive gain for the Dogs, who also are going to be receiving uh, George Pickens coming back soon. And this Dogs team, this this is a national championship squad right here. They could win the national championship. Um, they haven't got a bit. They haven't got a tough schedule remaining. Uh, they've got Florida, of course. They've got Arkansas this week. Uh, but barring that, it's not very tough a road for the Dogs. They don't have to play Bama this year, although they may end up seeing them in uh, Atlanta for the uh, SEC title game. It's got to be that if Georgia goes to the playoff this year, if Georgia goes to the Natty this year, they have got to win that thing. They They have got too much talent. And too much expectation, and they're too frankly they're too good of a team to walk away short once again. Uh, to say that they're better than Bama, I am not going to say that. And of course, I've got them at number two behind Bama, so clearly, I believe Bama the better team right now, at least as they showed. But this Georgia team is one that I expect, I expect, in a game with Bama to put not only push Bama to the wire, but to be a team that Bama themselves would fear. Um, And I want to see it from them. I want to see what they do this weekend against Arkansas. Although, as I said, that's not really the big test for them. Um, Of course, then you got Florida. I'm, I'm really excited to see them, of course, if they make it, get to that SEC title game. But... Something may be in their way. What could it be? What could be in the way of the Dogs winning the SEC title, winning the national championship? That's right, baby. The Alabama Crimson Tide coming at number one. They are still number one, and they will still be number one, barring any defeats. But as Alabama is coming Georgia's way, it's the same way Ole Miss is coming Alabama's way. As we already talked about, last year's Ole Miss-Alabama game was a thriller. Ole Miss actually gave Alabama a game which barely 
any team, actually pretty much no team other than Ole Miss did last season, uh, give Alabama a game. This might be my most anticipated game of the season so far. I am so excited for this game. Um, Bama looked really good last week. Of course, it was Southern Miss, so no one really cares. Uh, Just a bit of a tune-up game there. Uh, They're going to have to be careful. I don't know that Bama will contain Matt Corral, and I don't think that they will contain Matt Corral. I think Matt Corral is going to get his. He's going to get his get. He's going to get what he's going to get, and Alabama is going to have to answer to that on offense. And this is going to be the first real test of Bryce Young in a shootout, in a scoring situation, a must-scoring situation, uh, which we haven't had to see before. I think this is going to be one that brings pressure to Bryce Young. Uh, the young quarterback in the Bama offense. It's going to bring pressure to uh, Bill O'Brien. It's going to bring pressure to Nick Saban. And he's going to be concerned and scared. Not scared, but maybe flustered. Coming into this game with the Rebels. The Rebels had the bye week, baby. They are going to be ready. And Bama is going to have to know what is coming. And Bama is going to half to show up for this game or else ladies and gentlemen Ole Miss will take it from them I will give you guys more of a preview uh, when I'm updating my predictions and if depending on whether we do a preview podcast or a uh, just a little pregame talk before week five Uh, but regardless I will of course be back with the rankings next Tuesday post week five uh, we got a, such an exciting week this week, so hopefully I'll be able to give you as much content as possible. Thank you guys so much for listening to the live top 10, uh, and let's just go back over it one more time. Coming in at number 10, Cincinnati, 9, Notre Dame, 8, Florida, 7, Arkansas, 6, Iowa, 5, Ole Miss, 4, Penn State, 3, Oregon, 2, Georgia, and number 1, Alabama. Those are the post-week 4 top 10 rankings. I am so excited for the rest of the season with you guys, and I hope that you guys are just as excited as I am. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been the committee, your home of college football.